Greetings, everyone. Master Grogan here, ready to rock your world with another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. Hey, as you know, we talk about it a lot. Not if, but when the world kicks your butt. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and kick your butt back up. And that's the whole essence of the Kickin' Life podcast, to help you live your best kickin' life. So buckle up. Here we go. Hey, hey, kicking lifers out there. How are we today? Good stuff, good stuff. I tell you, man, that intro, yes, gets me pumped up, gets me fired up. I know the producers think I'm an absolute nut job because <laughs> I stand up doing the podcast. They got chairs everywhere. Most people sit down, but I'm just up, pun- uh, pumped up, throwing some punches and right hooks of reality, just pumped and ready to go. And of course, as always, I'm going to give you my absolute very, very best because why? Well, one, it's the right thing to do. Two, I value your time. The most sacred commodity on the planet is time. And the fact that you're spending time with me, I promise you, I'm going to give you everything I've got. So your time isn't wasted. Your time is extremely valuable by listening to this podcast. I want to add value to that time to help you live your best kick in life. And for our new listeners, what is kick in life? Well, there's a good life. There's a great life. There's an awesome life. I want you to live the best kick in life. What I mean by that is the world is, not maybe, but is going to kick your butt. <laughs> we all know that. It happens. You might be going through a good old-fashioned butt kicking right now. And if you are, you're listening to the right show because I'm going to do everything I can to kick your butt back up so you can give a good right hook of reality to life, kick life's butt, and say, hey, you may have taken me down, but I'm not staying down, baby. And, of course, we're all fighting our own battles. I know nothing about the battles you're fighting. You know nothing about the battles I'm fighting or anybody else is fighting. Let's focus on our own battles, but let's also focus on helping one another get back up. Let's help one another by being positive, by being inspirational, not focusing on the negative. And that's what today's show is all about. Today's show is about being the best, the best parent, coach, leader, mentor, teacher, instructor, example, role model, the absolute very, very best. And here's the thing that we know this. It's not like I'm going to tell you anything you don't know. But it doesn't matter who you are, you are a mentor to somebody. Somebody, I promise you, is looking up to you. They are. And, of course, they are going to live, you know, people, you know, it's, it's one of those things. You can say everything, especially as parents out there. We can tell our kids, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. But they see us doing everything we're saying not to do. <laughs> what are they going to do? Our kids don't hear us anyway, but they sure as heck see us. So we got to be example, or we got to be the example. We got to lead by example. Now, is that easy? Heck, no, it's not easy. And that's another thing you know about the show here. I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to be honest, maybe a little bit blunt, but I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to say, "Hey, it's all sunshine and rainbows." Now, somebody else might be saying, "Well, I thought this was a positive show." Oh, it is a positive show, but it's an honest show. <laughs> it's an honest meaning. The world is going to smack us around. That happens. It may be, like I said, happening to you right now. That's why I'm going to pump you up. So before I get into today's show, I've got to remind you to go back and listen to previous episodes. We had, uh, was it two episodes ago, our biggest guest ever. Biggest guest ever. It was Tom Ziegler, son of legendary motivational speaker Zig Ziegler. Yes, he was on the show. Yeah, baby. And uh, if you have Check out their Facebook page. They got like 4.6 million subscribers. It's Zig Ziglar, Z-I-G, Z-I-G-L-A-R, Zig Ziglar. 
and uh, fantastic. And our new listeners, it's, probably, it's been about a month now, but I went and spent seven days at the Ziegler headquarters and got my certification as a Ziegler Legacy Certified Trainer and Life Coach. Yeah, baby. So I'll, once again, just continuing to add to the knowledge and the wisdom so I can share that with you, the listeners, to help you live your best kick in life. So check out those previous episodes. And as a reminder, we can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast from. Or you can go directly to kickinlifepodcast.com and download it. But please subscribe. If you like the show, please give us a five-star review. We, we love those, obviously. And leave us some comments. Let us know. And then share with somebody else. Because our mission, our purpose, our goal is to make, not try, not just help, but make society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. And of course, if you think about that, I mean, wouldn't that be a better place to live if people were happier and healthier? Yeah. And then safer? You don't have to worry about, you know, people that are happy and healthy aren't, aren't going around shooting up schools, you know, aren't going around bullying others. Why? Because they feel good about themselves, and that makes society safer. Now, some of you might be saying, well, that's a, oh, that's a grandiose vision, man. It is, but I can't do it alone. Nobody can do anything alone. That's why our tribe continues to grow. We're over 10,000 subscribers or followers on, uh, what is it, Instagram now? Thank you very much for that. Uh, I don't know, we're close to 13,000 downloads on the Kickin' Life podcast. Slowly but surely, baby, one step at a time. And this is episode number 135. 135 episodes. Holy cow. We're rocking them out, baby. So, today's show, be the best. Don't try. Do it, man. What does is, what is Yoda say? There is uh, do or do not. There is no try, right? So, that's what we're going to do. And I tell the kids at the academy all the time, hey, if you do your best, you'll become your, and the kids finish it by saying, best. And if you don't, you won't. And that's, that's a right hook of reality, but that's just how it is, man. That is just exactly how it is. Sort of like what you plant is what you get. What you sow is what you're going to reap, right? If you want an apple tree, you sure as heck can't plant onion seeds. You plant onion seeds, you're going to get onions. I mean, it's common sense. But a lot of time I say that because oftentimes we saturate our mind with negativity, with listening to talk radio and listening to, you know, I call it constantly negative network. And it's all those networks. doesn't matter if it's left or right. It's uh, and I always have people say, well, man, if you don't listen to the news, how the heck do you know what's going on in the world? Look, if something major happens, you'll find out. Other than that, you know, if you need to listen to five minutes of that stuff to feel better about yourself, please do, but cut it off at five. Don't listen all day long because once again, you're inundating or saturating your mind with yuck. That'd be almost like if I came into your house and just threw garbage and toxic waste all over your floor. Now, you'd have a problem with that, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd say, hey, man, Master Grogan, you clean that stuff up, or I'm going <laughs> to pump you full of lead here. And rightly so. Well, here's the thing on that. Even though I threw, if I threw trash all over your floor, it would be horrible, right? Yeah, you could see that. You could visualize that. And you'd be ticked off about that. That can be cleaned up. The carpets could be steam cleaned or even replaced. But your mind, if you continue to saturate it with negativity and toxic waste and bleh, Boy, oh boy, oh boy, that starts planting seeds, or it start, those seeds that are planted start growing and establishing roots. And a famous Zig Ziglar saying is, a tree's fruitfulness depends on its rootfulness. Now you think about that. The deeper those roots are, the more solid that tree is going to be, and the better the fruit. 
Well, it's the same thing on the other side. The more solid those roots of negativity are, and I'm telling you from experience, folks, they're hard as heck to get out of there. Yeah, I'm a positive, optimistic guy, but I fight my battles every day too. And I've got some seeds or weeds that have really taken hold, and I've been working for the last almost decade now of tilling that garden, baby. All this information I've learned in the last uh, eight to seven, eight years, 2012, is it 2019 now? <laughs> I base it on when I first heard of Zig Ziglar, and that was 2012. So I guess it's been seven years. So I'm still a work in progress, but we're all a work in progress. And that's what, uh, and listeners, that's what I hear from you all the time about the show. You like the genuine, transparent nature of the show. Me saying, hey, I ain't got it all figured out either. I've got my coaches, my mentors, my people I work with. I'm listen, constantly listening to Audible. I don't know, I've got 368 now, 368 books in my Audible account, just continuing to flood the mind with that stuff. I listen anywhere from 30 to 45, sometimes an hour a day. You may say, how in the world do you have that much time to do that? Well, you you prioritize that time. You budget that time. I spend less time on social media and more time on filling my mind with positivity. Why? Because I owe it to you. Because you're taking time out of your day to listen. I want to give you the absolute very best I can. So there's a little tip there. Cut back five to 10 minutes or set a, uh, I've got the new iPhone uh, 10 phone here. I'm, I'm you're really technically knowledgeable, as you can tell. But anyway, I can set alerts that keep me under 15 to 20 minutes, whatever I set it at, on social media. Now, of course, you can cheat and you know extend the time, but I try not to. I'm not saying I don't always. I mean, if I'm right in the middle of typing a, a blog or an article or something like that, I've got to extend the time. But it keeps you in check. So spend a few less minutes on that and a few, few more minutes on self-education, self-development. And you're already taking a great step by listening to this podcast because I promise I'm going to share with you tips and strategies and knowledge and wisdom and things that have helped me to, well, that, well, I want to have my own show. I mean, I, I cannot believe that. I still <laughs> look in the mirror and like, really, I've got my own podcast? Yeah, baby. But that didn't start, you know, that didn't happen overnight either. I've got over 300 and something video blogs and it all started with one. And you can do it too. And that's probably the number one thing I get from a lot of people is how do you get that going? Well, it's simple as anything else. A journey of a thousand miles starts with what? One step. But you got to be willing to take that one step and then another step and then another step and then another step and continue those steps going. And those that listen all the time, you know, I'm uh, trying to finish my first book. I've, Well, I say I've written three books, but th- I've written the content for three books, but there's no flow in there. My uh, editor just said, hey, man, good news. you got enough content for a series of books. The bad news is you don't have any focus. You're all over the place. I'm like, well, thanks. <laughs> I've been told that my whole life. But uh, anyway, I'm working with Chris Widener again, fantastic mentor. He actually worked with Jim Rome and Zig Ziglar. And he's got 20 books out. He's a, a world-renowned speaker, just an incredible human being, an incredible man. And uh, we're, we're working together to get this book done. And he's kind of, he said, he's written 20 books. How did he do it? He pretty much said, one page, one paragraph, one sentence, one word at a time. And I'm like, oh, that's what I tell people all the time, a journey of a thousand miles, one step. And that's what it takes, folks. So if you're in a, uh, maybe not in the best situation you want to be in right now, maybe it's your career, your job, your relationship, maybe it's your communication or relationship with your kids or your family, take that first step. Now, doesn't always mean that that first step is, is, is going to lead to the right path. You may have to make some detours, but have that goal. Now, think about this. If you're on a plane and you're flying, just say, from wherever you're at, I'm in the Midwest here, so from St. Louis, Missouri to, I don't know, California. 
I'm flying there. Now, that's the goal for me to get from St. Louis to California. That's the goal, right? Well, there might be some bad weather. There might be something that they need to take a little detour route. Now, that happens. I don't change my goal. I don't say, oh, you know what? I guess we had a detour here, so I'll just stop off at Texas and that'll be fine. Well, we may have to go through Texas in order to get to California. I mean, that would be kind of a little bit out of the way, but <laughs> so be it. But I don't change my goal. I just had to t- take a little detour, a little change of direction, a little change of scenery. But the goal is still the same. So if your goal is to be the best parent, the best mentor, leader, coach, establish the best relationship, that's the goal. We don't change the goal. We may have to change the direction or the path to get to that goal. How about another example? Maybe your goal is to, you want to lose 10, 10 pounds or 20 pounds. That's the goal, okay? Well, maybe <laughs> you get sidetracked. You don't start right away about going to the gym and exercising. Maybe you had a little extra cheat day. Cheat days are okay. They truly are. They help keep you sane, right? You can't go cold turkey on that stuff. But you do have to have the discipline to realize there's my goal. And the further I keep going here, the further away from the goal I'm going to be. Now I can, you know, maybe you're, you said you're going to run and you found out running's not your thing. Then you said, you know what, I'm going to walk on the elliptical. And you found out walking on the elliptical is not your thing. Well, it doesn't mean you give up on the goal. Maybe you get on the stationary bike. Maybe that works out for you. Or maybe you just walk around the neighborhood a few times. But you keep the goal. Just because the first attempt didn't work doesn't mean you give up on the goal. Just because the first connection with your kids when they become teenagers <laughs> didn't work, your goal is to have better communication with the teenagers, to be the best parent. Don't give up on that. It's not going to be easy. You have failed and failed and failed and failed again in life. But if you're listening to this, you've overcome those failures to get this far. And those fears, and this is the reference Les Brown, he said, you've overcame every challenge. How do I know that? Because you're here today. Not one of your fears has killed you. How do I know that? Because you're here today. Most of the time, the fears we build up in our mind are far worse than the reality, right? What does fear stand for? Well, it's got one of two meanings. False events appearing real. We build up this event or evidence in our mind that is just catastrophic, and it appears real, and it keeps us paralyzed and in place. Or fear could also mean face everything and rise. Face the challenge, whatever that challenge may be, every single challenge you have, and rise and kick that challenge's butt. Yes, that's what the Kicking Life podcast is all about, baby. Yes, it is. All right, so on to the show. How do you how do you become the best parent? Well, you have to set that goal. That's what you want to be. Now, what is the best parent? What is the best leader? What is the best mentor? What is the best coach? What is the best instructor? Everybody's got their own definition. Everybody's got their own. Personally, what I think it is, if you're leading with your heart, you're doing everything you truly can to help them be their very, very best. You're mentoring them. You're showing them. And you're consistent with what you're saying and what you're doing. And right there is a tough, tough one for a lot of us, right? So let me give you an example. Today, just today, I'm leaving the, my, uh, the more martial arts academy. And those in the Edwardsville area, it's Grogan's Academy of Martial Arts. Come check us out, baby. Uh, we're all about empowering kids and adults to become their absolute very, very best. But here's what makes us different. You earn it. We stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. We say the pledge before every single class. You learn manners, discipline, respect. 
And biggest thing is self-respect by earning everything. You know, you don't get your uniform for the first month because you have to earn it. Now, we only judge and we only evaluate on attitude and effort. My thing on that is if you put forth your very best, if you have the very best attitude and you put forth your very, very best effort, you're going to get better. That's all there is to it. And I've had a lot of kids that have a just immense amount of talent, but their attitude and effort is not good. And they don't, they don't pass their test. They don't move up. And unfortunately, a lot of them end up quitting. So we're all better than he is. Well, right there is the wrong attitude. <laughs> I want you to be your very, very best. You're not in competition with him or her. You're in competition with you, the person you were yesterday, to be your very, very best. And, uh, you know, it's an old saying, kids that aren't coachable become adults <laughs> that are unemployable. You ever heard that? Think about that. You can't coach a kid because, well, they've got all the talent, but the wrong attitude and the wrong amount of effort, they're not, not going to be employable as an adult. So we got to work on it now. And that's hard being a best parent. Best parent is, and it, it, I kind of wrote this down so I wouldn't forget because sometimes I get to chatting. It's every parent has to fight the, the uh, immediate gratification battle with their child. What that means is we never want our kids to fail. Heck no, we don't. We never want to see our kids in pain or to cry, or we never want to see our kids let down. But it's not the worst thing in the world. It's not the worst thing in the world for them to skin their knee. It's not. They're going to survive that. But why do we fall? In order to learn how to pick ourselves back up. I'm not saying you can't stand there and help them. I'm not saying let them go out and run and play in traffic and get hit by a car. No, that's extreme. But I'm saying if they fall down, that's all right. Think about how many times a baby falls down when it's learning how to walk. But it's got a goal, man. It's going to walk. It doesn't matter how many times it falls down. It gets his butt back up. Why? He sees mom and dad walking around. He's like, whoa, that's a heck of a lot faster than me crawling. I'm going to make this happen. And they fight and they battle and they don't give up. Well, unfortunately, a lot of times when kids get into things, you know, this whole everybody gets a trophy nonsense. And yeah, I'm saying it's nonsense. All that's doing, that's just oh, oh, that's that immediate gratification for something that wasn't earned. And what you do then is you plant a, a seed in their minds thinking, you know what, it doesn't matter if I try or not, I'm going to get something. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And that's why at the academy, you have to earn it based on your attitude and your effort, not on Johnny or Susie or anybody else's talent, yours, because you are going to be the best you. And that's kind of the whole essence of what I do with at the Martial Arts Academy. My speeches, the podcast, is building the best you. Nobody else. It's you, man. Because nobody can ever be you. But unfortunately, a lot of times, kids want to be a cheap replica. Adults want to be a cheap replica of somebody else. God made you special. You're one in 7.6 billion people on this planet. Nobody, I mean nobody, is you. And no one will ever be you. Take that gift. And be who you were born to be. And of course, the other side is, well, it's easy for you to say, man. Yes, it is easy for me to say. Bang! There's your right hook of reality. Anything's easy to say. Anything's easier said than done. So now we've put that baby to rest. Let's get back at it. So anyway, back to the kids skin on their knees. Back to the kids not getting their stripe or their belt or academy. Yeah, that hurts me. That hurts me bad. Because I think, maybe, what could we have done differently to help prepare this kid for this test? But inevitably, they're the ones that have to do it. But if they had parents that have kind of held their hand through everything in life, my goodness, when they get released to the real world, what the heck are they going to do for themselves? 
We've got to let them make decisions, make mistakes, let them fail on their own in order to learn how to pick themselves back up. Because, as Rocky says, the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It can be a mean, nasty, ugly place that'll beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You mean nobody hits as hard as life. And that's true. That's true. And it's not being cruel. It's being helpful. It's almost being cruel to continue to give them trophies and awards and medals and things they haven't earned. No. You can tell them, great job, let's work on this. Because when they do work hard and they do achieve that goal, man, oh man, that satisfaction, that glory, that, oh, yes, I earned this. It has so much more weight. It carries so much more. And it's going to help them overcome their fears and battles as they get older in life. So here's my little thing on being the best parent. So anyway, talking about being consistent with what you say and what you do. So I'm leaving the academy today. And we've got some neighbors that, oh, I guess this gets back to the self-respect thing. If you don't respect yourself, you're never going to respect anybody or anybody's property because you don't even respect yourself. So that's one of the number one values we work on at the academy is self-respect, making eye contact, how to shake hands, how to talk in the class. I mean, I know it's tough. And then with our key ops or karate yell, that's self-respect. You can look in the mirror and be proud of yourself. And then... You've respected yourself, and you're going to be able to respect others and others' property more. So leaving today, and the neighbors are continuously parking, and we got a limited amount of parking spots in our spots. Now, okay, maybe they had friends over, and they needed one spot. But when they park and take up two spots, (laughs) that drives me nuts. Because once again, it's lack of self-respect for themselves. So here's the thing. Do I get frustrated about it? My emotions, if I ride my emotions, you're darn right. It's like, gosh darn it, what the heck's their freaking problem? But what good's that going to do? Now, I'm not saying you be a pushover. I'm not saying you let people take advantage of you. And I'm not saying let people walk all over you. That is an absolute no-no. Don't do that because once that starts happening, you've now you're going to start whittling away at your own self-respect. You're going to start not, or I guess, losing respect for yourself because everyone else is disrespecting you. And you're going to think, well, I guess that's what I deserve. No, no, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, I get back to this afternoon, if it's still there, I'm going to knock on the door and politely say, hey, guys, would you mind uh, moving your car over here? We've got a busy night of classes tonight, and we need the parking spaces. Instead of me having a fit, instead of me posting it on social media, instead of me blabbing and telling everybody in the world about it, I know I'm telling you about it, but I'm trying to prove a point here, don't let that bother you. Matter of fact, our next episode I'm going to talk about uh, after this one is going to be about scheduling worry time. I know that sounds insane, insane, but it's a great tip I got from Tom Ziegler. I'm going to share that with you on the next podcast. But anyway, back to this. That's how you handle those things. There's nothing I can do about it right now because I was leaving and I had to get to the studio here to record the podcast. So I'm going to, you know what? But I wrote it down because I wanted to share that with you. So second part on it. If my kids were in the car and I say this. Gosh darn it, those neighbors, what the heck is their problem? They don't have any respect for anybody. Oh, it's just ridiculous and going on and on and on and on about it. What kind of, and and here's the thing, kids have selective hearing. They don't hear all the stuff that you tell them that's good, but they do hear the things that you're complaining about. And of course, they're going to repeat that stuff. You know, Zig would always talk about Zig Ziglar, you know, when we used to have home phones <laughs> before cell phones or some of our younger listeners out there. Yes, there were, th- there was a thing as a home phone. It had a cord on it before the cordless phones. 
but somebody would call. Now you'd tell your kids, hey, always tell the truth, always tell the truth, always tell the truth. And then someone would call and you'd say, hey, tell them I'm not here. So you tell your kids, always tell the truth, but now you tell your kids a lie for you. Here's the thing about your kids. If you tell your kids to lie for you, you can almost guarantee your kids are going to lie to you. I like that one. Yeah. Same thing if you're a, uh, an owner or an entrepreneur or a boss. If you tell your employees to lie for you, you can almost guarantee they're going to lie to you. Now, is any of this rocket science? Absolutely not, because I am not smart enough to be a rocket scientist. <laughs> I always say that I made the upper half or the top half of the graduating class possible because I wasn't in it. I wanted to help those guys feel good about themselves. So I wouldn't stay in you know, the lower half of the graduating class. That's, that's, the, that's the excuse I'm going with. Now, I probably could have done a lot better, but I didn't. And I'm sharing it now. I wish I would have. And I share that with my kids now because even reading was, was a struggle for the longest time because I didn't put in the time. I was rewarded a lot of times for not doing what I should have been doing. But you pay a price some point in time. And mine was when I was wanting to start doing more self-educating and reading, it's almost like I had to teach myself how to read. I know. And now I'm writing a book, and I wish I would have done a better job in the, the English and literature classes and you know, a better job on my term paper and things like that because it would help me now trying to write a book. So I share that with you so you can share that with your kids. Because I tell them, look, I want you to be much smarter than I am. So you're already smarter than I am. But I don't want you to suffer the same pains that I've suffered due to not planting the right seeds, not putting in the right amount of work. It's not that I was ever lazy. Pretty much a workaholic. That's something I actually got to work on uh, not working so much. I know that's a crazy thing, but I need to start spending more family time. I got to find that balance, right? And that's about being the best parent, being the best father, being the best husband, being the best leader, mentor. I've got to be... In order to be your best, you've got to be where your feet are. We've all heard that term before. If you're with your kids, if you're at home, be at home. If you're at work, be at work. You may say, well, where the heck else am I? Well, oftentimes it's like this. When you're in work, you're thinking about, man, I should be at home spending time with my family. So you're not really at work. Your mind's elsewhere. If you're at home, where you should be spending time with your family and your loved ones and not thinking about work, most of the time, we're thinking about what we should be doing at the office. Oh, did I do that? Oh, I forgot to follow up on that report. Oh, my gosh, I forgot to schedule time for this. No, we're at home now. We need to be home to spend time with our family and our loved ones. But when we're home, oftentimes we're thinking of work. When we're at work, we're oftentimes thinking of home. And what does that lead? That leads to chaos because we're never where we are. And I tell you that from experience. I tell you that from experience. I've done that for years upon years upon years. I'm not proud of it. But I'm sharing it with you openly because it's something I'm working on. Matter of fact, I took a huge, huge, huge step. Past week, I moved out of my home office and moved everything to our academy office. Before, I was kind of splitting my energies. Some at the academy, some at home, and but I was, it was always work. Matter of fact, my kids, <laughs> they, they let me know. They delivered data right hook reality. They, uh, they pretty much said, uh, Dad, it seems like the business is more important than we are. It's like, whoa. I mean, you talk about a shot in the chops, man. Bang. Now, they were being honest. Totally, completely honest. That hurt. That hurt worse than any punch or kick I've ever experienced. And I've been kicked and punched by the best in the world. And those hurt. But man, that one hurt. Why am I sharing that with you? 
Because if you're doing the same thing, if you're never where your feet are, if you're really not giving your time to your family, man, they grow up. And I know as Austin will be 19 in a month, Madeline will be 16 in a, in a month. Emmett, he's rip-roaring 10 years old. Now, I, I will say this. I got a chance to coach Emmett's hockey team or be assistant coach to help out in the coaching staff with his hockey team this past hockey season, and that was fantastic to get a chance to be behind the bench again, chance to be on the ice again. That was fantastic. I just need to make sure I spread that over all three kids, <laughs> spend time with them, and then, of course, my lovely wife, Desi. I got to make sure I start setting up date nights. And here's another thing. We all know this. Once again, I'm not going to tell you anything you don't know. It's not going to be rocket science. What gets scheduled gets done. What gets scheduled gets done. Is that a family vacation? Fantastic. Why? Because my wife scheduled it <laughs> like six months ago. And here it is. Bang. It happened. Fantastic. Schedule time with your wife. Just like I mentioned, you know, I'm going to have another podcast coming up here. We're going to talk about scheduling worry time. I know that sounds insane, but if it's scheduled, get it off your mind. Well, schedule date night with your spouse. Schedule time with your kids and follow the schedule. Just like schedule time to go to the gym. Put that on the schedule. That is when you got to do it. And then, of course, there's two parts, and they're equally tough. The first part is actually scheduling it, which doesn't seem like it should be tough. But when you put it on the schedule, you're like, okay, I'm committing myself to do it. And the second part is actually doing it. I know. Wow. And, and that's a reason a lot of people, you know, I ask countless people, hey, what's your New Year's goals, your New Year's resolutions? And they'll say, oh, I don't write those things down. Well, why not? Because I know I'm not going to do them anyway. You've already failed before you began. And I'll say that to them. They go, well, I, all, I did for a while. I'd write them down, but I knew I wasn't going to do them. And, and I get that. But you got if you write them down, and it's tough, because it's almost like you're making a commitment now. I have wrote these things down. Now I might be responsible for doing them. And then how bad am I going to feel if I don't do them? I know. Take that thing. Write them down. Schedule that in there. And then take that next step and do it. Writing it down is half the battle. Half the battle. If it's not written down, you're still you're fighting a full battle, right? Write it down. And that gets back to everything we talked about, about being the best parent being the best spouse, being the best leader, mentor, coach, instructor, teacher. Commit to being the best. Plan time to plan to be the best. You're like, wait a minute, I got to plan time to plan? <laughs> what are you saying here, man? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Plan the time in your calendar, in your schedule, to put together the steps, the plan, the action plan, whatever it may be, that on Friday night, Desi and I are going to go out. And here's where we're going to go. And here's the thing. If you take the extra few seconds to be detailed about it, at 6 o'clock, we're going out to the pasta house. I don't know. I'm just making something up here. And then after that, um, maybe we'll go see a movie. I don't know when's the last time we actually had dinner and a movie. It was probably back when we were dating before we had kids. And us seasoned folks out there, you know what I'm talking about. It's like, well, I don't know if I can squeeze in dinner and a movie. It's either one or the other. (laughs) But if you're detailed about what you're going to do, you're more than likely going to do it. The same thing about if you're going to have time with your kids. Don't just say spend time with the kids. Detail what it's going to be. On Wednesday at 11 o'clock, Emmett and I are going ice skating. That's what we're going to do at East Alton Ice Rink. Bang, it's detailed. The same thing with any goal. The more detailed and descriptive you can be, 
the more likely you are to actually take charge because your sub your mind, your subconscious mind is going to say, hey, man, look, you put the time in to plan this out in detail. I'm going to keep reminding you until you do it. That's the beauty of the subconscious mind. It is non-biased in any way, shape, or form. All it knows is what you feed it. You feed it negativity, it's going to find more things to be negative about. You feed it positivity, it's going to find more things to be positive about. You say that you're going to go uh, Wednesday ice skating with him at 11 o'clock at East Alton Ice Rink. Your subconscious mind is going to say, hey, you told me this, so I'm going to remind you. I know it sounds crazy. That's just how it works. I didn't make up the rules. I definitely didn't create the brain or the subconscious mind, but I'm telling you how it works. So how do you become the very best parent, the very best teacher, coach, mentor, leader, teacher, speaker, author, whatever it may be? You got to start with a plan. And I'm telling you this, I've got my ears turned forward so I can hear it. And here's the thing about being a speaker. (laughs) You generally talk about what you need the most work on <laughs> in hopes that you hear it yourself and you don't feel like a hypocrite because you're telling everybody else. So you got to put myself on the hook here, right? So how do you become your very, very best? You plan it out. You take the time to set your goals, to say what you want to achieve and then how you're going to go about doing it. And there's a great book by Simon Sinek. It's called Start With Why. And he talks about if your why is not strong enough and your why is why you're doing it, what's the real big reason? And a lot of times people say, uh, uh, I ask, why do you want to be at this job? Or why do you want to be an entrepreneur? Or why do you want to be a speaker? People say, because I want to make more money. That's not a strong enough why. One, well, matter of fact, something I do in my speeches a lot, with, especially with the kids, I'll say, um, um, what, what do you guys want? And they always say, more money, more money, more money. That's what everybody always says. So I say, come on down here. And the first kid that comes down, I give him a dollar. And like, What's this? I said, you said you wanted more money. Now I gave you more money. You got more money. Go sit back down. (laughs) And then, of course, the other kids wise up. Oh, I want $100. I want a million dollars. And I want this and that. But the whole point is money is, is something you can achieve or obtain through working toward your why. Your why is much bigger than that. Your why is why in the world are you doing this? Because here's the thing about money. If you make more money, I guarantee you're going to spend more money. And if you don't know how to budget your money, it doesn't make, even if you went from, if you say you make $10,000 a year to $100,000 a year, you will live up to that $100,000 lifestyle. You will spend that money if you haven't learned how to not only budget, but why in the world you're making this money and what is your true purpose. I know it sounds crazy. It really does. When I first heard this stuff, I'm like, oh, what the heck? But it's true and it works. If your why isn't big enough, why in the world you're doing it, your will to quit will be big enough. Because you're going to be hit with challenges. And I, off, I ask myself this all the time. Man, why in the world am I doing this? That's a negative thought, number one. i got to get that seed out of there. But there's challenges, man. And then when I say, why in the world am I doing this? I correct it and say, why? Because I want to do my part to empower as many kids and adults as I can to be their absolute very, very best. That's why I'm doing it. Why? Because I want to make society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. So I've got to fight these battles. I've got to go through these challenges. I've got to give up that will to give up and quit and just say it's too dang tough. That's why. Now, your why is going to be completely different. How do I know that? Because you're not me and I'm not you. I talked about it earlier. Be you, baby. God gave you a specific gift. And it sure as heck isn't the gift that I have. No, 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 no. I don't want to be you and I don't want you to be me. Because one of us would have to be a cheap replica, right? 
No, be you. Easier said than done? Yes, it is. Back to that. So establish your why. Why do you want to be the best parent? Why? Because I want my kids to grow up to be respectful, responsible, wonderful adults. To be wonderful, respectful, responsible parents when they have kids. Because I want them to make society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. I want them to make a positive impact in the world. That's why I want to be a better parent. But I got to spend time with them. Why do I want to be a better husband? Why? Because I want my relationship with my wife to be better. I don't want her and I arguing about stuff. I don't want her (laughs) being mad or resenting me for traveling as much as I do. I want that relationship to be better. Why do I want to be a better coach or speaker or author or podcast host? Because you are taking time out of your day to either read my book or listen to my podcast or watch my video blog. I want to respect your time by giving you everything I've got to empower you to believe in yourself, to be your very, very best. Why? Because if you're happier, man, you're going to be healthier mentally, physically, and spiritually, and that's going to make your life better. Your life's going to be safer because you're not going to be under stress all the time, not risk having a heart attack or an aneurysm or, or stroke or anything else. Yeah. And we work enough of us together. We spread this message enough, man. We're going to do it. We're going to make a dent. Now, unfortunately, the demons of the world are out there. You know, the demons are walking upon us. I guarantee you that. And they are doing everything they can to spread the toxic waste on our carpet floor or worse, on our mind of fear and doubt. The world's, you know, coming to an end. And, oh, my gosh, all these bad things are happening. I guarantee, I shouldn't say, yeah, you don't want them to say it. I, almost, I, I promise, I almost guarantee that 97, 98% of your life, especially if you're in the United States of America, listening to this podcast is pretty darn good. If you're listening to this podcast, it means you have a, a phone or device, which means you probably have a house to live in. You probably got a car. You probably got food to eat. You probably got clothes to wear. That's, that's pretty darn good. Yeah. Consider some third world countries that have none of that stuff. That's real problems. I'm not saying you don't have problems. We all got problems. And I'm saying oftentimes we focus on that 2-3% of the problems. And that's going to keep us from being our very, very best because we're focusing on the negative. And that part of the subconscious mind, the reticular activating system, what you focus on magnifies, baby. Always has, always will. What you plant is what you get. You plant onion seeds, dang it, you're getting onions. You plant negative, you're getting negative. You plant, you want, you want, you want, a strawberry, you want strawberries? Then you got to plant strawberry seeds. That's all there is to it. You know, positive, you got to plant positive. Now, that does not mean just because you plant something positive that you're always going to get something positive. You know, it could be a darn right before your, your strawberry patch is ready to go. Maybe a big rainstorm or flood comes along. Or maybe some wild animals get in your garden and eat it all up. That could happen. Just because you're thinking about being positive doesn't mean you're not going to get hit with the right hook of reality of the world. Something negative is going to come crashing down on your party. It, it's probably going to happen at some point in time. But do you give up? No. So I like the farmer who nine years out of 10, or nine out of nine, we'll say, he planted and had a bountiful harvest. On the 10th year, he planted, nurtured, cultivated, did everything he needed to do, did everything he did in the past. And the day before the harvest, a big hailstorm came and just killed his crops. Now he's got to think. Nine out of 10, pretty good. But I had this bad one this year. Do I just throw in the towel and give up and quit? No. Go with the odds. I'm going to plan again next year, and hopefully things will be better. Same thing. You have a setback. You get knocked down. You get knocked on your butt, as life is going to do. Know that. 
I say those things because I don't want to sugarcoat and say, hey, you just listen to this podcast. It's all good. You're never going to have any problems ever again in your life. That is an absolute lie. An absolute lie. Sort of like the thing is, as long as you think positive, you can do anything you want in the world. That's a lie too. Okay? Positive is, is what positive thinking does. It helps you do anything much, 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 much better than negative thinking will. But it can't help you do anything. In other words, I like to use the example of Shaquille O'Neal. You know, Shaquille O'Neal, big man, what, know, six foot eight or nine, probably 350 pounds, basketball player. Heck, heck of a basketball player and a rebounder. He could box people out. But with all the positive thinking in the world, Shaquille O'Neal would not be a good, a very good ballerina or a horse jockey. He's just not the right size or makeup. It's not his gift. So that's always the thing. And I got that from Zig and talked about that a lot. You know, a lot of people say, hey, with positive thinking, you can do anything. Eh, you can do anything better than negative thinking. But you got to make sure it's within your talent level. It's in who your, your genetic makeup. You know, with all the positive thinking in the world, I could not design a spaceship, right? With all the positive thinking in the world, if I did not study for this test, I'm not going to pass it. Okay? Positive helps you do anything better than negative thinking will. But you have to put in the time and the work, and it has to be you in order to do it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So anyway, kind of to wrap all this thing back up, how to be the absolute very, very best. You got to plan it. You got to take the actionable steps, and you got to do it with anything. You want to be in better shape? You got to plan the time to go to the gym. You got to structure out your nutritional uh, habits, eat the right foods, and do it consistently. It's simple. And as Jim Rome said, how does it work? It just does. <laughs> but you have to do the work. Boom. So what do you think? New listeners? Is that good? Was it worth your time? I sure as heck hope it was. I promise you I'm always going to give you my heart. I'm going to give you everything I can. And baby, I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to share my failures and my shortcomings and my mess ups. Why? Because if I keep all those inside like I'm perfect, one, that's being a, a total hypocrite, right? And it's not being honest. But I'm not helping you. I want you to learn from my mistakes so you don't make those gosh darn mistakes. There's no sense you making the same errors that I've made. No. And if you're out there being a mentor, a leader, or a coach, be open. Be transparent. You know, they share your darkest secrets. I mean, especially some of you, <laughs> if they're really bad, you don't have to do that. But just share your failures. You know, I've been bankrupt twice. I used to be embarrassed to talk about that. It's like, well, man, I've been bankrupt. People think I'm an idiot or I'm this and that. Well, <laughs> I make a lot of idiot choices. I'll tell you that right now. It's just not the smartest thing in the world. But I learned from those. But I used to be embarrassed about talking about the bankruptcies. I share them now to let people know, hey, these are the things I did wrong. Don't you do those, okay? If you're going to make, if you're going to bankrupt yourself or your business, well, make your own mistakes, but don't make the ones I've made because I'm going to help you beyond that. And that's how it works. How do you become your very, very best? By helping others become their very best. Or as Zig Ziglar says, how do you get everything you want in life? By helping enough other people get what they want. Helping others. Man, what's such a great feeling when you're able to do that. So there you go. Well, as always, make sure you subscribe, you download, listen to previous episodes. Uh, Tom Ziegler was on a couple episodes ago. Man, that thing's going through the roof. Uh, it went through the roof. It's still getting downloaded, so check that baby out. Uh, that was episode number 134, I believe. 
Uh, just look for it and uh, download that. Share this with others. Why? Because collectively, we're building that tribe to make society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. And boy, oh boy, we're, we're making a dent. We really, really are. We really are. And you can find me on, uh, where can you find me at? On Facebook, Kicking Life with Master Grogan, or Bullyproof Our Kids with Master Grogan on Facebook. On Instagram, it's kickinglife.mastergrogan. Check those pages out. Those are the, my two primary pages. I've got a, a LinkedIn account and also I guess I've got a Twitter account. I haven't done anything with Twitter in who knows how long. So, I mean, it's there, but it's kind of stagnant or dead. So Facebook and Instagram are kind of my two primary sources that I share everything with. So check those babies out. And, of course, the podcast. Share your thoughts. Give us a little five-star review. That would be terrific to let other people know what we're talking about so collectively we can achieve our why, our passion, our vision, our goal, make society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. All right, folks. I love you. I really do. God loves you. He really does. Please share that love with the world. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best. And I promise you'll be your very best. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. I can't wait to chat with you again real soon. Have a blessed day, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.